Yo, what's good, everybody? This is Jet Black Extreme with another episode of the Zone Podcast. We're going to be talking about Thunder Force, the way of the house husband, Alice in Borderland, and some other topics that came to mind. Now, without further ado, let's zone in on it. With me today, we got Coatera, a.k.a. Human C-137. How you doing today? You know, man, today I'm in a bit of pain. As you know, um, I just had my wisdom teeth removed yesterday. But um, I'm, I'm actually doing a lot better than I thought I would be doing, at least. So that's good. Excellent. And also with us today, we got Jeremy Griffin, a.k.a. Kokugatsu93. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good, actually. Just kind of chilling, living life best I can. I'm pretty excited to hear about today's topics. I mean, I have too much info, but I'm definitely been very curious to hear about what we're talking about today. Gotcha. All right. Like I said, let's go ahead and zone in on these topics. Uh. A few topics that came up um, just like last minute to agree. Uh, there's some developments on Apex Legends with the ninth season and also Genshin Impact with 1.5. And Koa, I believe you do have notes on that? I do. So um, Genshin Impact actually just recently announced that they are going to be having their special announcement or, uh, like, broadcast, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm trying to get to the source real quick. Apparently it wasn't pulled up. But, um... Oh there we go. 1.5 will be officially released on April 16th in two days at 11 a.m. UTC. Um, I'm assuming... I, I don't really know what UTC is. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, but during that, they're gonna um, they're gonna discover all the details of the version 1.5. In addition to that, you can get redemption codes as well as other incredible gifts that we are prepared or that they have prepared especially for you. Do not miss out. Um, you can go to the YouTube channel to watch it. It'll be a live stream. And in the last episode or last broadcast that they did, um, they did do three codes that were very temporary. So you had like a very small amount of time to get them in. Um, three codes that gave you Prima Gems and stuff for Venti. So I wonder who they're going to be releasing in 1.5. And maybe perhaps right. get um, Inazuma on the map for uh, an expansion. I'm hoping. Mm. But to take it further from that, we'll go to Apex Legends. Apex Legends is about to close out of their eighth season. Um, as you know, the last hero that was released was Fuse. And we've got a lot of things going on with with the Legends in their games right now. Because Maggie's like taking over the War Games at this point in time and uh you know i think they're teasing a lot about ash to be the new character but they're supposed to be announcing or like doing a teaser one of the two should happen about tuesday next week because they do it about two weeks before the actual new season 
So pay attention for that. That's going to be April 20th or 420 for some people. Um, and that's all I've got for that right now. You know what's funny, though? Yes. Why does game developers feel the need to have an ass in every game? Like, there's an ass in League of Legends. There's an ass in Overwatch. Jesus. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hello. <laughs> right. It's like, just, it's going to be like that one, um mean with spider-man like that imposter uh, kind of spider-man and it's just gonna be those three it's like ass from overwatch ass from league of legends ass from apex legends and it's weird thing is like how they're kind of uh to me they're kind of related to where uh overwatch and league of legends reminds me of uh league of legends uh that just <laughs> let me Back up. Overwatch and Apex Legends reminds me of League of Legends um, with the way they have their kits and whatnot. And uh, it's just so weird how one thing all three of them have in common is that they have a character named Ash. So, yeah. That's all. That is pretty interesting to me. Yes. I will say, I think part of one of the biggest things to me is the fact of always having the name Ash as like a big character and stuff. Because when you think about how the games are and how those characters are, when you have a person introduced as Ash, you automatically have to make sure that you have, in a sense, some type of tie to a phoenix or say. Because, you know, anytime someone thinks about Ash, they're thinking about Phoenix Rising. I mean, you have, I mean, I'll even go back to say Ash and Pokemon, Ho oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that part. You said Ash, you said Ash from Apex. Like I, I didn't even got a chance to play with play in Apex. But let me ask you this: um, How does Ash fight? Is it have like a specific type of move set or a specific type of element that he fights with or anything? Uh, you talking about uh, Ash as in his kit? Like has his kit been? Yeah. Anything uh, on his kit? Um, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I am having an ultimate <laughs> like blank right now. No, no. no like to repeat the last thing that you would like me to respond to. I'm saying uh, so. Ash. Oh, so Ash from ahead. Apex. Yes, from Ash Apex from Apex. Legends. So Ash from Apex Legends. How how does Ash fight? Like, what does uh? I don't how, know. Released anything yet? Okay. I'm not sure. Um, because of the fact that Apex Legends and Titanfall are actually tied together, Respawn mm -hmm. works with them and everything. Um, we're kind of thinking that they're going to be bringing Titans into the game. That's going to be what her ultimate ability is. That's what we're thinking. I don't know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but that's why um, within the next two weeks, they're going to start releasing all that information. So... Um, they do live broadcasts like Genshin Impact does, and they'll do big announcements for uh, when they're going to actually be doing it in a countdown on YouTube, so you can watch it. Um, and I'll be sure to share that to the Apex Legends Zone, the ner uh, the Zealots of Nerd Entertainment Zone. Uh, mm -hmm. And then... Definitely going to be a fight zone. No, it definitely got to be yeah, a high. Yeah, definitely, you know, um, 100%. 
Um, there's also the next season's coming out because we've been waiting for Ash for about two, three seasons now. Um, there's also the matter of if you're a fan of Genshin Impact, there is also the Fantasy Club Zone as well as the Arcade Zone where we um, post Genshin Impact related stuff there. Um, of course, there's the Apex Legend Zone on Facebook. All of this is on Facebook, by the way. Um, and we just mentioned Titanfall, which is going to be a thing in the Mecha Zone on Facebook because we're doing Titanfall, Gundam, uh, a whole bunch of games that you know, related to giant robots fighting each other. Laxasaurus <laughs> uh, also, Franks? Yeah, that counts too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that's probably it as far as Genshin Impact and Apex Legends. Uh, on the music side of things, and by the way, check out the Music Studio Zone where we like to talk about our favorite artists bands favorite songs if you're a creator of music yourself you can join the music studio zone and share with us your music we'll try to get you out there get you the clout um but yeah as far as music side i heard that little nas x released a video that had like some satanic um theme to it and personally i think it was kind of brave like genuinely, because think about it like this. Uh he came out with Old Town Road. People loved that. Uh then it was announced that he was gay. And then while some people like myself was like, Okay, that's cool. I I can yeah, accept that. Like, okay, you didn't know that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. And then uh like, some people literally try to demonize to do like oh no uh old town road i can never watch listen to that again blah 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 like just got real homophobic all of a sudden i was like whoa bruh i this is uh because keep in mind um when he came out i think it was still 2020 when that happened mm-hmm. uh or 2019 uh it was like not that was, long ago it was late 2019 that that came out yeah yeah I will say one of the biggest things into it when you look into the music industry is the fact that a lot of people shy away from gay people because they're afraid of the music that comes out, regardless of the fact of, I mean, we're still here in America, we're still in a place where it's very dominant of suppression of gay people, gay rights, people are still being attacked all the time for it, it never really, still has never really stopped, it just became more hidden. So, and especially, you know, being a rapper, like that's, I think mm. even like going back to, um, I don't know if you guys ever, I know you guys probably watched like the episode of Boondocks, um, Gangs Delicious. <laughs> it was yeah. like such an episode, but yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or even like homies over hoes, but <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is that literally like, that's one of the biggest things about it is the fact that there's a lot of gay rappers out there. And it's like you listen to the lyrics, like they go hard, like right, like like they straight up go hard. Like their music is dope, but just because of the fact they're gay, like oh, I can never listen to your words the same. Your words don't, I can't relate to them anymore. I mean, why not? Like, bro, I mean, you just relating to you loving your love, I'm loving my love. To me, I don't really care. But there's a lot of people that still have that big hit into it. So 
Yeah, I'm not surprised. Like he wound up coming out and he wound up losing a lot of fans specifically for that. But he still had enough fans. You know, kids still love doggone Old Town Road, played it in damn near every elementary school, every kid's function possible. <laughs> and his music playing. <laughs> I got tired of hearing of it. Oh my God, I am so tired of hearing it. My but I'll tell you what, when that song comes on in the bar, you bet your ass I'm still yelling it. Yeah, yeah. true. Got true. the horses in the bag. Got the horses in the bag. <laughs> but no, um, you know, I was going to say that it's real funny how people try to demonize this dude. And then next thing you know, he's making this video. And uh, honestly, I didn't even catch the video. Like I saw like memes, but I didn't really catch the whole video. But, so do you want it because I couldn't send it to you? No, no, no. I'll, I'll watch it after the uh, episode. Well, uh, don't worry about it. Actually, um, since we're talking about it, is Little Nas X basically said that some services might not even allow for his video or song to be up. Um, mm-hmm. If I understood that correctly. So he actually made a Twitter saying, like, dude, go record the video. Um because it might not be available after a certain point. So no, yeah. he got hit hard for yeah, that. He got, he got hit real hard for being real uh diverse. Yeah. In well, what he was doing and bold and and <laughs> But those, yeah. those who haven't seen it, like it, what it was is that is like I mean if you haven't seen the articles or the Twitter tweets on Twitter because People blown up about it was the fact that Lil Lil Nas X gave the devil, in a sense, a lap dance. However, I will say that I wound up watching it with my, I wound up watching my wife. She wound up pulling it up and was just like, hey, she's like, I've never seen this, I might as well watch it. And then she made, she made a very valid point to me in this. She was like, okay, so when you're looking at it, he's not doing it overly explicit. And honestly, you see Cardi B, you see Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, you see all these other artists do a whole lot more than yes. what he did in this short, not even 10 seconds <laughs> of what it was yeah. into it. So it was extremely short, really nothing into it. It's just, I think one of the biggest blows was the fact that one, he announced he's gay. So everyone associates the devil with a guy. So it's straight up, oh, it's too gay. It's too gay. I can't. I can't. My kids can't watch this. My kids look up to him. I can't watch it. And then on top of that, you know, oh, he's giving the devil a lap dance. He's giving the devil a lap dance. I mean, if you really watch it and you actually watch it, you pay attention to it, it's supposed to be kind of, I think it's more like a signify of the fact that, you know, he's putting on, like the devil is all his, like the big thing is like everyone's views and stuff like that. And he's putting on a show. He's putting on a show about it. And then eventually he just says, F it. And literally, if you keep watching, he literally gets behind the devil and snaps his neck. <laughs> it's, it's literally what he does. Yeah. Oh. So, okay. so it's like, literally, it's like, yeah, I'm putting on a show and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of putting on a show. I've seen so many rappers do the same thing. Um, Like people just put on the clown. Yeah, put on the clown face and then just say, Effort and then off that version of themselves. They're like, no, I'm not putting on the show no more. After clout, bro, I'm here. I'm like, this is too much. I can't like f all of that. So you know, like how you mentioned it, um, everybody being like, you know, he became so demonized. So far, mm-hmm. he said fine. 
you call me a demon, here's my demon. I'm lap dancing my demon. I snap that demon's neck. And Get now I'm it. exactly what you want me to be. The right. devil himself. And that's here's what the funny... Oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, that's what I find inspiring about him. I also... Um, Wired... Have you ever heard of that YouTube channel or like they come up on Facebook or something? Yeah. I want to see it's wired. Um, I, I will find the YouTube video and share it to the music zone and to the uh, Zillatum Nerd Entertainment. But um, uh, he does an actual breakdown of what his song means. And in the beginning, he's like, uh, so the first lines are, I caught it bad yesterday. Uh, you hit me with a call to your place. So like, I caught it bad for you, this dude, like literally in one day and like it was ironic because like he just like he technically messaged him like in a direct message but like just call is better so um anyways it's a breakdown of like you know it's actually intimate for him and it's like he doesn't even care if any he like nobody has to know about what they're doing just like call me by your name and i'll call you by mine and I don't know, uh, he goes more into detail about that. That's what he means by that. Um, but yeah, it has a lot of symbolism, you know, that I want to say that, let's be real honest, the fucking makeup and, and the designs that they created for all the characters, which was all by Lil Nas. That's him. And I think, I want to say the devil was him as well, but I'm not sure. But, um... Dude, yeah, I think that everything in that was phenomenal. I fully support it. I think that what he did was so fucking badass, and I have mad respect for him. Yo, um, there's already going to be a light petition to have Lil Nas be him in the Powerpuff Girls uh, live action. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we, we need to let that happen. I was like, at this point, let just let it happen. Uh, listeners, so if you're hearing this, let it, let's make this happen. Lil Nas X as him in the Powerpuff Girls reboot. <laughs> Just like uh, Donald Glover was fucking Black Spider-Man. Yeah. But, uh, oh, uh, it's funny that this, all this reminds me of a song that I used to really vibe with. Like, I didn't know the symbolism, like the uh, meaning behind the song at first. But when I heard it, it was just so good. Uh, you remember that one song, uh, Take Me to Church by Hosier? Yes, God, I love that oh, song. Yeah, uh, because um, you wouldn't think so at first um, when you hear the song, but it was about um, fighting against homophobia. Uh, <laughs> in fact, uh, I like to sing a little bit of it. Take me to church. I worship like a dog at the shrine of your lies. I'll tell you my sins so you can sharpen your knife. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, nah, uh, I could have done a lot better, t- to be honest with you, with that. But hold on, let me it's try okay. in a more baritone voice. Uh, <clears throat> because I wasn't even trying with that first attempt. But uh, but then again, his voice was like a lot higher. But with mine, it's like whoa, lower. Uh <laughs> Take me to church. I'll worship like a dog at the shrine of your life. I'll tell you my sins so you can sharpen your knife. 
Offer me that deathless death. Good God, let me give you my life. Take me to church. I'll worship like a dog at the shrine of your life. I'll tell you my sins so you can sharpen your knife. Offer me that deathless death. Good God, let me give you my life. I love that song. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I will say, um, as far as in, in this, because um, I think like two other songs that I highly recommend that will kind of give more insight as far as Lil Nas X is um, like his views and kind of like more, well, not so much views, but more so the symbolism that he has into it. Um, a while back, uh, you got Denzel Curry, you know, released out Clout Cobain. I will say yeah. I definitely love the song. Like a lot of symbolism, a lot of like realism into that one. And then another rapper that isn't really much mentioned, um, but Dax had released a song called Joker. And like listening to that song and then watching the video, like just as intense. Like it was just as intense as Clout Cobain to me. And it was like, you know, a lot of people miss out on the on what a lot of these videos are. What I like mm-hmm. more about some of the rappers that some of the rappers, not all, but some of the rappers that's out now is that they've gone back to actually having like symbolism inside of their, you know, inside of the videos. You know, l- lately before, you know, at first it went from like having deep symbolisms and stuff like back in Michael Jackson's time to then it became like stories. You know, like you watch some of the old 90s rappers music videos, a lot of the 90s rock music videos and country music videos and each video had its own story and it was like yo this seemed like it would be an entertaining story to now most of the stuff that comes out is just okay i mean i can booty pop too but what about it like you know what's going on like you know i'm not feeling the song like the song to me i'm like i can, I can listen to the song and skip the video like i can see that a lot now like a lot i can listen to the song and skip the video the video to me was just like you didn't even need to, bro. What, what was the point? It was just is there, okay. Like I, I can see that happening, whatever. But seeing some of these now where it's like it, it sucks to get to that point of that your video has to have meaning to it, has to be when you're so fed up or so pushed to that point of having to push people away that it kind of feels that way. But I'm am personally happy of seeing a lot of meaning in a lot of videos now. Like actually seeing some story, seeing some relation to what it is that I'm listening to or what it is that you're really feeling. Like what it is that this rapper is really feeling right now? Like a lot of these rappers have a lot more input. It's not just the producer, it's them. Um, right. If I may, one of my favorite rappers yeah. of all time is actually, please don't make fun of me for this, but it is Logic. Why um, would we make fun of you that? I like Logic. Has a lo- I got a lot of people who, who give me shit for liking Logic. Um, what? What's the yeah, problem? Because, I mean, is, it because, is it because of a white thing? Because It's that's because, it, because like, he's so redundant. He repeats it so many times. But that's the thing. That's what he fucking deals with. Is the fact that he looks white, but he's fucking half black, too. Like, it's yeah. also the fact that, like, dude, his song, uh, you know, the 1-800-Hotline first Suicide Hotline. Um, that's one oh, of those songs awesome. that got him big. Um, but he starts, like, getting famous, and as soon as he gets his come up, like, real fucking quick, he, he can see that his mental health is starting to decline. Like, he 
he talks about it a lot too. Um, he released an album, and I'm gonna pull it up real quick. I apologize. But um, one of the songs that I like from him off of the album is Dark Place. I want to say, hang on, is it um, under, yeah, it's Under Pressure Volume 2. Hold on. Okay. Or No Pressure. Wait. So it's called No Pressure. It's the yeah. follow-up to his first one. Um, and I like mine off Place. Okay. okay. Uh, those ones hit pretty fucking hard, but he he does talk about a lot of real life shit. He he's very good with his metaphors and like, dude, even fucking Eminem when he dropped his fucking kamikaze bullshit fucking roasting album, right? He gave logic the respect. Right. He said that he right. created the logics, the NFs, and the Hobsons, and that is quite true. They all got inspiration from him, and you can tell when you hear it. Love, I love NF as well. If you haven't listened to NF, definitely check him out. He is actually a Christian rapper, mm. a white boy Christian rapper, and he's fucking awesome. I saw him live with Logic. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's actually pretty dope. Yeah, I actually dude. follow a lot of Christian rappers, and yeah, he he is actually really really dope. Yeah, definitely. Like, and he doesn't ever cuss. I've never heard him cuss in any of his songs. Well, you'll notice that for a lot of Christian rappers that they won't. Like, it's specifically one of the biggest things that a lot of them have is not that they, and it's not one of those things that's like, oh, it's Christian rap, I absolutely can't. No, it's one of those things that's like, I can make music and make a point without having to. And I like how a lot of a lot of rappers are able to actually do that. There's some that, I'll be honest, it feels kind of like, okay, you feel like you're trying too hard not to. It's like you're trying to put something else into it. But there are a lot that's like, okay, you made a really good point. Yeah, like it, I can admit that feeling without you having to cuss. And you know, some people just got the skills like that. Yeah. And NF is one of those ones that I will, I do agree. Yeah, he definitely is one of those. Yeah. Um, therapy session is one of his big ones. And uh, how could you leave us was actually written about that. So um, if you're looking for good songs to check out to get you started with him. Those are the two that I would recommend. Is therapy session and how could you leave us? All right. All right. Thank you for coming uh, to my talk. <laughs> but uh okay. Uh definitely share all that. Uh, both uh Koa and Jeremy definitely share all of that in the music studio zone on Facebook. Uh Jeremy, I do believe this is your cue. Yes, it is. So it was definitely nice talking with y'all. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to the next episode. Love you guys. Peace out. Be safe. Bye. Right, well, Thanks for joining easy. us. <laughs> of course. And tagging in is Stephen Brown, a.k.a. Spider King. How you doing today, man? That emotion is how my brain feels right now. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, we were talking about some music. We talked about Apex Legends and Gitcha Impact. So that's covers games and music. So now let's get into a movie of the week. And the movie that I decided to look into is Thunder Force. Now... I know, Koa, you haven't seen the movie. Uh, Steven, 
I don't know if you've seen the movie either, but Is I'll tell Netflix? you this. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's with um, I know because my mom loves her. So I was watching her movies. No, I haven't seen it yet. Melissa McCarthy okay. and Octavia. Uh, yes. Yes, yeah. I have seen the movie, and yes. let me spill tell the you, spill the beans. I'm about to uh, spill some tea and roast the shit out of this movie Hell because yes. it was that bad. Because, uh, okay, here's oh, my thing. That bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll explain. Watch it. Let me explain. <laughs> Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's how here I go. Um and spoilers to anybody listening. Uh we're probably going to be spending at least 15 to 30 minutes on Thunder Force. Uh so same thing with Way of the House Husband and Alice in Borderland. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, go ahead and watch it if you don't want any spoilers, but at this point all the spoilers are going to be unleashed. Uh, without further ado, let me go ahead and get started. With Thunder Force, here's how it went. Two girls. Uh, Octavia Spencer, um, who was... Shoot, I forgot her name. I, I forget their name um, in there. But I was two girls, um, one superhero complex. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, hold on, let me just um, pull up the uh, notes just in case. Uh, anyways, uh, two childhood friends, uh, they kind of met where, um, the, the girl, uh, Octavia Spencer was supposed to be, uh, she was being bullied for being, uh, a nerd per se. And the recurring joke in this movie is that, oh, I'm not a nerd. I'm really smart. There's a difference. And I was like, oh, hold on. Like. I kind of felt a little offended about that a little bit. I mean, I'm not really offended, but I was like, hold up. Like, uh, I mean, I understand just because you're a nerd doesn't mean you're smart. And just because you're smart doesn't make you a nerd. But that kind of threw me into a loop right there because uh, you would think uh, me being knowledgeable in a whole bunch of things, you would think I'm like this huge nerd. But you're learning that now there's a difference. There's a difference in that. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, trying to speed things along. Uh, Octavia Spencer, uh, her name in the in the movie is uh, Emily Stanton. Uh, Emily was being bullied. Then Melissa McCarthy, who was Lydia, uh, she stood up for Emily. And they pretty much became friends at that point. Um, I don't know much about Lydia's I think she was like I don't know because uh, she was always with uh, Emily almost like she was adopted but uh, I forgot the whole thing with that like uh, some details were kind of blurred but uh, I'll just try to uh, tell you based on what I remember uh, anyways sounds like hero superhero movie the spoof yeah yeah and that movie was terrible yeah. and I remember because I got it on DVD <laughs> Um, anyways, um, here's the thing in this world, and here's what pissed me off about the this thing um, the supervillains in this world, guess what they're called? Miscreants. What? Yeah, 
I don't like if you're that. A super, I gave if him you're a party. Super, Patrick Boogs. That's name Lame. Yeah, I mean, it's like a Legion of Doom. Now that's satisfying. Yeah, like uh, it was like uh, if you played Infamous, how they were like uh, bio terrorists or uh, conduits. And I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense, but it's kind of like the same thing here. It's like y'all kind of came up with a better name than miscreants. I mean, I know y'all are trying to be like a little unique or different because you know uh, you can't just use the same terms over and over. But miscreants, though, it feels like. It, it just sounds a little juvenile, a little bit like, oh, you miscreant yeah. sounds like. Eh. Yeah, I feel like it's, I'm watching Scooby Doo or something, you know? Like, you know, get off my lawn. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, uh, yes. in this world, basically, um, wait a minute. Uh, in this world, with the miscreants. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, it's just a whole bunch of um craziness because um basically it was either uh, it uh Emily's um uh, parents uh yeah yeah it was Emily's parents that died in this movie um uh, against the miscreants and basically Emily uh dedicated her life to find some type of way to give superpowers to regular people to fight the miscreants. Uh, here's the thing. Um, when they were like teenagers or whatnot, Emily was so serious about her research and whatnot because she was trying to go to, um, you know, college and whatnot. She was a pretty, she was a prodigy, a genius in a way. Uh, but Lydia, you know, she was kind of like the normal type uh you know not as smart as emily and emily felt like lydia was just holding her back so they pretty much stopped talking to each other for like 20 or so years uh in that time skip uh lydia was like a construction worker like uh like she pretty much lived like a little low-key life like she thought she was gonna do great things but nah life doesn't work that way for everybody uh but then on emily's side she was more successful she had like her own big business um she was the head of all of it to where she's trying to uh be able to get uh superpowers to regular people uh, she has a daughter, um, Tracy, who's pretty much uh, following up in her footsteps. In fact, at 15, she graduated Stanford or Harvard. What the fuck? Yeah. I wish I was like that. That's dope. Good job. Yeah. Like, real smart. Real smart girl, just right, like her mom. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Lydia, there was this uh, class reunion or whatnot, and Lydia was hoping that Emily would show up, um, send her a text and whatnot. And eventually Lydia just felt the need to go over to um Stanton, uh, you know, Stanton H HQ, try to uh, see Emily in person to go to the uh reunion. Uh they meet up and it wasn't like really strained or awkward, but uh they were pretty estranged, so it was like, eh. It is what it is. 
But uh, basically, Lydia being a nosy as she can be, she was basically fumbling around with uh, lab equipment. Eventually, she got like strapped down into this chair, and this apparatus like stuck needles in her on cheeks. Like I think like four each into her cheeks. Uh, so it's kind of oh, like, that's like okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, so it's almost like she got injected with the uh, super power thing that she uh working on. Uh, Emily was a little mad about it, but eventually she kind of calmed down and explained that, okay, uh, since this happened, we are now going to have to train you to use your powers. And I believe with uh, Lydia, she has um, super strength. Uh with uh, Emily, she also has superpowers, and her superpower is basically invisibility. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, here's the difference. Like, while Lydia had to do training, you know, like, uh, physical training, still had to uh, get those needle shots, Emily only had to take a pill, and she was like, the fuck? I was like, well, that would you get for fumbling around with my lab. I mean, she didn't really say it like that, but, uh, you know, for uh, Emily, it was a lot easier to develop her powers, but Lydia had to do it the hard way. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, from that point on, they pretty much had their superpowers. They were ready to uh, go, calling themselves Thunder Force and whatnot. Uh, they tried to stop people trying to rob a convenience store they were successful but then all of a sudden jason bateman uh comes out uh his name's jerry but the thing is his he's a miscreant that only have like crab arms he's just called the crab and i was like what the shit is this like i mean i understand that um i understand that crab arms they're like pretty strong so i can imagine that he pretty much like choke somebody and you like squeeze the life out of them but aside from that it just feels like he feels a little ridiculous as a character uh, uh anyways um they he and there's also this one lady called laser basically laser is like the biggest bad and well not the biggest bad but uh more like the most infamous villain in the town so like uh, basically she's like going around uh, making like top notoriety but uh, the thing is uh, Laser and the Crab and a few other people are working under who is supposed to be the uh, mayor or whatnot of the town uh, called the King and bruh this dude will not let go of the fact that he needs to be called the King Every time it's like a pimp called Slipback. Uh, it's like the words from my mouth, man. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like oh, so it's Slipback. <laughs> no, a pimp named Slipback. Slipback, get it yeah. right, man. Come on. And he, yeah, like he's the same way. It's like it's the king. I was like, bro, nobody's gonna call you that. Like, just be glad we call you king, Jesus. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh anyways, uh the whole point of this it all is that uh when the king 
there was this uh, re-election or whatnot, a re-election campaign. There was this lady that was running against. He lost, um, and basically his plot was to kill the winner, but of course that whole plan was debunked. Like, I know this uh, whole roasting thing. Uh, <laughs> I know it's a little short, but that's pretty much it. Like, there's really no real depth to this movie. Like, if you watch it, you'll understand why uh, critics gave it, like, 20-30% on, like, Rotten Tomatoes or whatnot. Uh, it was... Ooh. Oh, boy. That sounds about... Yeah, that sounds just like freaking superhero movie. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> of course, oh, the main man. thing was uh, Lydia... She fell in love with the crab, and there was all these dance scenes, and I was like, "Bruh, I am not here for this." Like, here's this oh, lady dancing. Oh, thank God I a... didn't watch it because I'd be like, "What have I gotten myself into?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds like early. It yeah. sounds like an early two thousand spoof. Good God, no. Yeah, yeah. Really grew bro, out of that like, kind of comedy. They are very sensual. To I like I think I seen one time where it's like okay he put like melted butter on his arms and she was just licking it off his arms like what the shit is this I'm not here for this that's technically cannibalism <laughs> in a way but hey they grow back like if if it breaks off they they gonna grow back but uh, I was like uh, I'm not here for this though. I mean that's <laughs> kind of messed up though. <laughs> Imagine you <laughs> those arms and it's like, hey, who's having some crab arms? I am. Just rip them right off and junk. You won't feel anything. I don't, of course, you won't feel anything at all, but emotionally, you'll feel something. Like, maybe I should have been like that in my own body parts because that doesn't make sense. In a situation like, oh, we're starving, we're hungry. Yeah, I can understand that, but anything else, it's just weird. And also, yeah. technically, cannibalism, just not human arms, crab arms. Right. So, yeah, that's pretty much my whole take on Thunder Force. Like, honestly, I just felt like it wasn't... Uh, like, I didn't think uh, seeing it, like, I didn't really expect it to be, like, a really serious movie, but uh, I could have... Um, I, I I don't know. I just... Ugh, ugh. I'm sorry. I just can't with this movie. Like, I just can't. <laughs> now, um, let's get into another show that just recently got on Netflix. By the way, Thunder Force is on Netflix if you're curious to watch it. Uh, another show that was on Netflix now, uh, The Way of the House Husband. Uh, any of you seen that one? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, go ahead. No, but I have seen Dota. Ah, yes. Um, Dota. Uh, I I should have watched it. Like I, I kept seeing it, and I heard people were liking it, and that's probably gonna be another thing for another episode. But oh, uh, it's, yeah, it's freaking good. It's like Korra, Korra and Avatar. Just we should have a lot more blood and violence. Say no more. I'm in. You son of Before a bitch. I forget, I'm in. Also, like. And like before I forget to also mention Voltron, because that animation studio is pretty much the same. 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one that did Legendary Defender. Yes. What? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the newest one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely gonna check out Dota on Netflix. Okay, but uh, yeah. the way of the house husband though. Uh, what I like about this show automatically was that it immediately reminded me of Psyche K, the way, uh, the pacing and whatnot. And speaking of which, um, I just recently found out that Megan Thee Stallion, she just recently watched Psyche K, and I was like, oh, that's awesome, because, you know, I like that show, and it's just so refreshing to see, like, uh, famous people, rappers, like, Megan Thee Stallion uh, watching anime. I was like, oh, we do have things in common. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's kind of like it's kind of like, uh almost like you're thinking with celebrities and whatnot. You you never think that uh, you would have anything in common with them because you know uh, they're uh, came from different backgrounds. But nah, nah. At the end of the day, no matter how famous you are, you're still a person. Like uh, how Snoop Dogg was uh, reading Naruto manga and whatnot. Uh, yeah. So it's like. You would think um some celebrities would never uh we've been on a tightly different speed, but no, like anime and all that, that's for everybody. No matter how old you are. Well, keep in mind there's certain shows for certain ages, but really anime's for everybody. In in a general sense, if you get what I mean. Like there's something for everybody. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um but the way of the house husband basically this show is like five episodes uh 13 minutes each it's about this ex yakuza boss who retires to become a house husband where his um wife is going out um making the money but he's at home um cooking and uh doing all the chores and whatnot uh and this dude is like really intense like him and his buddy and a whole bunch of people is like this intense yakuza uh, energy, but it's also the same energy that uh, I saw in Psyche K, to where it's like Psyche K. He is the psychic to where he just wants to be left alone. You know, he's really introverted, and basically all these people keep taking a shine to him, um, bugging him to a degree, and uh. There's all these wacky scenarios that's kind of like the same speed and pacing as The Way of the House Husband. Uh, so if you are interested in watching both those shows, they're both on Netflix. Yes, they are. And, um, Koa, you have any notes on Way of the House Husband? Um, first note that I want to make on it is I absolutely love this fucking show. I love all of it. I think it's fucking hilarious. And I think that um, while the animation is not at its best, I still think that for what the show is supposed to be, it's fucking awesome. It's supposed to be comedic. It's supposed to be like, why is this happening? Why are you so extra? <laughs> or like, why are you why are you running so weird? What? <laughs> like, uh, and I love the fact that um and it's crazy because the, the first time I heard his voice when he was talking, I was like, is that Aizawa? Because I was watching it in English. I don't know if you watched it in English or Japanese. 
but I watched it. Uh, yeah, I watched it in English, too. Yeah, so at first I thought it was Aizawa. And I was like, no way. So I looked it up, and I was actually incorrect. However, it is Legoshi from Beastars and also um, Sniper from High Rise Invasion. Yeah, that guy's so, uh, putting in work this year. He is putting in work this year, which also means that he's getting recognized more and more and more, which also means greater success. So good for him. Fucking proud. Yeah. Um, I love I love the comedic energies. And it's so funny because like you don't ever you don't see house husbands. You see housewives. You don't see house husbands. So it's really cute. Not to put his business out there like that, but uh, Jeremy's technically a house husband. So, yeah. But that's also lit. Like, again, it, it, it's something that you don't you don't see or hear as often as a housewife. Right. But, like, they do exist 100%. And I love that, you know, him being ex-Yakuza, um, you know, he still has those fucking tendencies, but he just, like, he takes it into his house husband ways instead. So he's just like, I'm going to get these all for one, uh, all of you all at once, and he's just scrubbing out all the stains on the shirts on the floor with a toothbrush. <laughs> so funny. It's like, that's no. exactly what I do, but <laughs> roles are reversed, and it's so cute. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to try to be as perfectly honest as possible without being a little too controversial, because I know some people feel some type of way about this sort of thing. But here's my thing. Personally, I would prefer to have a job, you know, at least something going on for myself as far as business wise. But hypothetically, if I decide to just be a house husband to somebody, uh, I feel like and especially in today's time, the best way that's going to be achievable is if uh, my wife was like. She she does work like I don't know what kind of job like who knows because you know it's still hypothetical, but uh, imagine what if uh she's doing what she's doing but she's also have OnlyFans on the side, and you know how with uh you know how with all these uh women they have OnlyFans and they be making thousands if not millions of dollars like really fast, and she's making so much money uh it's almost like don't worry babe uh, I'll take care of you and I was like okay, <laughs> I mean because think about it like uh not to say that uh, I'm the type of person who's like likes to have the woman making all the money and blah 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 it's like because I need to do something for myself uh but. Real talk, though, like, say, for instance, I'm only making, like, I don't know, like, 100000 a year, maybe less, but she's out here making uh, what I make in a year doing OnlyFans, and I'm just like, uh, I'm, I'm not even mad, because why would I be jealous of her Dude, making that much? For real. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, it's not just for uh, those pictures that you may see. Uh, it's also for art. Uh, like yeah. some people actually use OnlyFans for art. Yeah. So, you know, learning. Because you would think at first uh, I wouldn't approve of something like that because, you know, it feels like uh, girls use OnlyFans to kind of like manipulate lonely dudes or like desperate 
uh, dudes with low self-esteem to give them their money and whatnot. But that's not their fault, though. Um, because... So, say what now? I was going to ask if I, if I may uh, make a statement about that, actually. Mm -hmm. so, so not necessarily is it that every girl is trying to just take money from lonely guys. Um, see, the, the, the way that I look at it, and it, it's... Don't don't judge me for the way that I look at it, okay? But um, it's also the sense of everybody needs to feel like they're wanted and appreciated, or that someone cares about them, or is interested mm -hmm. in them, something, you know. And like women are able to provide that type of fancy or that feeling, that um, yeah, or that that closure in the sense, you know. And yes, some people are desperate. Some people are very lonely, and it and it's sad. It is sad, but some people are actually very genuine and very nice and polite. I'm not saying like, like currently my business isn't active, but you know, people, people can be nicer than you think. You know, I've got yeah. friends who've supported me even, um, when I was taking part in activities as such, you know, trying to make my own business a thing. Um, I'm not trying yeah. to up myself or whatever, you know, I'm just saying that, Sometimes it isn't about taking the money. It's about giving other people that sense of want and need that they're looking for. Yeah. See, my thing is, um, if I were to support something like that, at least it'd be like a close friend, like someone that I've known for like a few years. And um, a lot of times I see uh, female friends who have like, one, two, maybe even three jobs, uh, trying to do the best they can to make money. And they kind of need some sort of passive income to get by in life. And I'm like, on that front, I can understand that. Uh, so if it was like a close friend, I'd be like, okay, I can support this. And it's like, it doesn't make me a simp if, um, I'm supporting someone who I consider a friend. It only makes me a simp if I thinking that by giving her yeah. these monies and items and whatnot, oh, a romantic relationship will come out. I'll be like, no, 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 no. Uh, at very best, I'm trying to show my support. Uh, I don't normally do this for anybody, but it's more like I know you're genuine. I know you're trying to um, make money, uh, do something for yourself. So I'm just like, okay, I'll trust you enough to be like, okay, here's a little bit of money per month uh, if I have it. But keep in mind that uh, I'm not trying to, you know, win you over. Just you right. know, show, show my support. Uh, and people who have, uh, you know, like, like that you do support like that, I'm sure that they do perceive it as like thank you for supporting me not like oh like you have the hots for me like okay oh like, no uh, uh, like even with me like there are some people who are been like okay yeah you're definitely going for it but yeah you know like then there's like, some hmm, people who are like yeah, no, you're, not, you're not that type so Gucci flip flops yeah now, um, uh, my thing is, uh, 
it gets a little too far when you like overvalue somebody and i don't try to overvalue people like i don't really try to put them on a pedestal but sometimes some um, people especially uh women not gonna lie uh at least in my experience a lot of them have this low self-esteem and i feel like uh just give them a little pick me up not uh not to uh manipulate some kind of outcome but yo like you have more value than you think uh I just feel like you're just in your head right now um, thinking of the negative. But uh, even if you have legitimate problems, I believe every problem is an opportunity in disguise. So maybe you need to uh, change the approach to where instead of trying to uh, ruminate on the problem at hand, think about uh, the steps you can take to solve that problem and overcome it. And you'll be a lot stronger because you have all these, this whole list of problems and you overcame all of it. And that's something to take pride in. Uh, because some people out here um, definitely have a tough time getting shit done when they have like uh, neurodiversity, I want to say, uh, you know, with ADHD, autism, um, some people with a uh, borderline personality disorder, it's like I'm looking into all those things and it's eye-opening how much pain and trauma and all that stuff they went through because um, most likely um, with those uh, types of situations, people go, those type of um, people on the spectrum go through a whole bunch of bullshit to a point where it's kind of understandable um, and I kind of empathize to where... I'm not trying to save them, but I empathize so much that I at least want to show genuine support without Absolutely. doing too much. You know, like uh, I can understand boundaries. I can respect your space and whatnot. Uh, I'm not trying to feed you way too many compliments, like not trying to gas you up too much. But I feel you definitely need at least somebody who actually feel like there's something great about you that I want you to see your whole life through. Like, uh, don't just give up on yourself just because. You gotta let them know what's up, dude. Like, yeah. you gotta fucking let them know. Like, dude, your hair looks fucking banging today, man. Like, that outfit, gas. I fucking love it. Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, hyping up your friends. Even if you're opposite sexes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, you can have friendships that are so fucking platonic that it might seem like to other people that y'all are like flirting or whatever, but like, no, that's the type of person that I am. I'm the type of person that I call everybody that I care about beeps. Some people would be like, why are you calling them babe in a sense? Like, no, that's not what I'm calling them. I'm calling them beeps. That's my term of endearment. If I call you yeah. beeps, I really give a fuck about you. If I say, dude, you're fucking awesome. And I'm like hyping you up. Obviously, I give a fuck about you. Like, I'm not gonna mm. hype you up if I don't care. Which I give a fuck about a lot of people. It takes you have to love a person in perfectly. Right. So you can't you can't say that you hate a person without actually knowing or understanding who they are. Right. And definitely don't jump to conclusions and have these. Uh, delusional expectations of people 
uh, like just because they're being uh, nice to you or like they're saying certain things or doing certain things for you doesn't mean that they like you as much as you think they do. Like sometimes it's like some people can really like you for uh, who you are and whatnot. They just want to be your friend and whatnot. And you're assuming that, oh, they might like me for more than a friend. No, no. There's uh, look at the signs a little bit harder than that. Because uh, just because they, like, give you compliments doesn't mean that, oh, they definitely um, digging me. I was like, no, they just, like, I admire that about you. Uh, it's like you don't want to assume that uh, just because y'all are compatible or y'all just have a lot of uh, synergy doesn't mean uh, anything, like, really. It's like um, sometimes you just kind of... That's why there's a whole point of crushes. Like, uh, it's like one sided affection to where they're being a little nice to you, and then you're just taking an inch and making a whole mile out of it. And I was like, whoa, bro, like, chill the hell out. Like, see, that's why, uh, people with like low self esteem or low self worth, that's how they get their uh, expectations crushed because, uh, well, I can do that. yeah, because it's like, Oh, because you're so low on yourself, as soon as somebody feeds you a little validation, suddenly you feel enamored by that person. I was like, no, 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 bro. Uh, that's why when it comes to compliments and whatnot, uh, try to be as subtle as possible. Like, uh, you can kind of tell when you're being extra, but it's almost like if you're going to compliment somebody, have some chill with it. Like, uh, don't be passive aggressive. But, you know, just don't be overwhelming with your praise, because uh, even though uh, it's great to gas people up, uh, it can kind of feel a little overwhelming and a little creepy to a degree. That's understandable. I have a very bad habit. Actually, I, I when I hype someone up, I get into it. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, like, you know, and, and it's not necessarily a bad thing because like with me, no, no. if you know the person that I am, if you listen to me talk yeah. and like how I interact with people, it's not in a weird way. But yes, yeah. there are those people that, you know, when, when you're talking or like, like you're just sitting there on your fucking Facebook page and all of a sudden a weirdo just says, you have lovely eyes. Uh, uh, I'm gonna block you right here, buddy. Like, <laughs> it sucks because as a woman, it's very easy for men to just try and slide me my DMs at any point, and like they'll use anything as an excuse, right? Like they see that I like have tattoos all over myself and shit, and they're just like, "Do you do tattoos?" And I'm like, "No." Yeah. Now I'm gonna be dead like, honest. Yes. Oh, uh, I'm, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're fine. Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna be dead honest. Uh, I did do those sort of things to a degree, but not like uh way too much. I didn't. I was always trying to be uh, aware that uh, am I doing too much or whatnot? But uh, I'm learning the hard way that uh even with what I was doing, it was like to a lesser extent, but yeah, I was that guy, but I'm learning to, you know, have more self-worth, having more chill with my interactions with people, 
to a point where I, I have love for my friends, but at the same time, I have to be detached enough to remember that I'm my own person. I'm independent. I need to be focused on myself first, like uh, be more focused on my self uh, care. And once I'm good, then I can concern myself with others. So not to say that I'm going to be a little more antisocial or anything like that, but it's yeah, more so about so. it's more about priority. Like I need to remind myself, yo, uh, in your highest self, would you really be doing this? Like, yes. say for instance, uh, doing all those simp beta male tactics. Like, what? Uh, sometimes I got to remind myself, whoa, bro, slow down. Uh, are you sure? That's what you want to do. Sure. Like, you have to be very precise. You have to, uh, because the main thing is, you have to keep masculine frame. Uh, this is for the guys, by the way. Um, I don't know how it is with the women, but uh, if you're a guy doing this, it's about masculine frame. It's almost like you have to have like a sense of integrity, uh, honor, and whatnot to where you want to charm whoever you want to charm. But at the same time, you got to do it in a way that says, I am in control of my emotions. It's like, I want you, but I don't really need you. Uh, but not to be rude, but it's like, it's like a, a sense of abundance. Yes. Because uh, believe it or not, uh, there's two types of mindsets when you come into the dating portion. Like If you're not in a relationship and you're looking for one. Uh, there's two types of mindset that uh, people have, uh, and that pretty much determines your options in the dating world. There's scarcity mindset and there's abundance mindset. Scarcity basically means you're dead focused on this like one chick, and if this one chick doesn't uh, reciprocate your feelings, you're just crushed. You're just done. You're just I don't want to live anymore. The one person I thought I liked doesn't like me back. <laughs> like, no. Uh, abundance mindset basically means that, you know, there's plenty of fishes in the sea. So it's like, if it doesn't work out with this one girl, there's plenty of other girls. Not to be like a womanizer, but it's all a matter of confidence to where it's like, even if you uh, step to her, you tell her how you feel, and she doesn't reciprocate. I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, I just thought they uh, shoot my shot, and you, uh, t- you know, do you, uh, do you think on? Uh, yeah, move on. Just move on. Um, uh, just you know, don't don't even um take the rejection way too seriously because if you keep thinking about it, then you're never gonna really truly move on. Like because, really, ironically, uh. The best way to like get over the rejection and whatnot is to move on. Like, uh, at one like with a whole bunch of girls, honestly, like uh, it would be like I tell this one girl how I felt. She doesn't reciprocate. I would feel some type of way for a while, but funny enough, uh, as soon as there's someone else that catches my eye, that one girl is like, uh, what was I mad about again? <laughs> uh. Because, you know, now that um, there's a new girl in the picture, um, you're not even that mad about getting rejected by the uh, other girl. Right. Yeah. 
So that's what I mean by abundance mindset, because it's not like you're being a womanizer, like having this whole black book of women that uh, you would try to uh, fuck with. But uh, at the same time, you have to remember that you're confident and you're secure enough to where even if it doesn't work out with this one chick, there are billions of chicks out there. I don't know their uh, relationship status or whatnot, but point is your chances of finding love elsewhere is still strong. The whole point is you have to be strong enough to be able to walk away from that relationship um, and be like, uh, I'm not mad at you. I don't hate you or whatnot, but more like, hey, you're not interested. I'm moving on. Uh, Yeah. And if you end up becoming interested after I moved on, well, you better cast me before somebody else do. Uh, because that's the whole thing about trying to be the best version of yourself. Because when you're trying to be the best version of yourself, uh, you're not really focused on dating, honestly. You're really trying to elevate yourself. And uh, it's that law of attraction to where uh, people are going to flock to that energy because you're trying to uh, make things happen. And if you're stuck back there thinking yeah um he did offer he or she did offer but i wasn't really feeling that at first but now that i see him or her glowing up like this i'm kind of more interested now um and then you come back and i was like okay well here's the thing uh depending on my status if i am taken i'll be like sorry uh there's someone else um if you know timing is pretty bad i'm sorry uh but if i was single then i'd be like hmm that depends uh would my feelings have changed by then or would it be the same because it's not just um my feelings you know like me as a person that changed where i'm reevaluating my standards and values but also maybe i'm taking a step back and realizing that the girl that i was chasing may not have been worth the chase to begin with. So, uh, yeah, that's the whole thing with self-worth and having abundance in your life to where uh, sometimes when you have to keep that in mind, you realize uh, you, uh, you don't even have to do all those simp tactics with um, OnlyFans to where you're not out here trying to prove your worth to a woman that probably would never give you a chance anyways, but she's just being nice to you at best. But, uh, yeah. Keep masculine frame. Focus on yourself. Um, your life is all about you. So, um, really, if you're looking for love, sometimes you just gotta let love find you. That's a true shit. Yeah, uh, it's kind of funny. Like I got this whole tangent when we just talk about the way of the house husband, but that's just kind yeah. of thing. Um, if you were to have a girl who has an OnlyFans and then making a whole bunch of money, uh, it's like keep in mind, like she might like you, she might uh, be nice to you, but. Uh, just don't have any unrealistic expectations that, oh, just because she might... You, you're looking at so many of the positives that you're ignoring the red flags. Just like I said in um, 
Wabbit season with um Bugs and Lola. Um, it's like don't just assume that if you do all this for her, she's gonna return whatever feelings that you have. But uh, really, oh, the whole game like. I'm not saying all uh, women are all like this, but uh, let's just say there are there's a certain mentality to where some are out there thinking that they need to find whoever can best elevate them or like, you know, uh, uh, how can I put this? Uh, guys, what yes. do you guys know about hypergamy? Uh, the, 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 it's sound, I the know. attack itself? What? <laughs> sounds like, you said hyper beam? No, hypergamy. Oh, sounds like you said hyper beam. I'm, ser- I'm legit serious. I no, thought no, you said no, hyper no, beam. No. I'm like. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, hyperbole. Hyper- yeah, I've heard of hyperbole. Oh, okay. hyper, no, not that, no. <laughs> well, Cole, how about you? Uh, I don't know what that. Um, okay. I'm proud of it. I, let me I'm get my sure big ass. Let me get my big ass. The the source out. All right, grab the Webster's All right, children. dictionary. <laughs> big All ass right, source right next to me. All right, children. All right, children. Uh, sit down. Let me explain. Story. Uh, story time. Uh, I'm learning the hard way that hypergamy is this thing uh and by the way Cole, in advance i do apologize for any uh thing that might be a little outlandish but it's not like i view that in oh, all women but more like based on no 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 just don't even sweat it <laughs> <laughs> just disclaimer for you and all female viewers or listeners my bad <laughs> disclaimer i'm not trying to be offensive but this is based on experience and on research. Uh, hypergamy. It's the idea to where women are attracted to men of higher class. Uh, basically, uh, you know how there's alpha males. Go ahead. Like sugar babies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Kind of like gold diggers in a way, but uh, yeah. there's, it's more... But uh, not really, but uh, hold on. Uh, let me explain. Uh, that's why I was like, try not to be offensive. Uh, with some women, it's like they only like dudes that provide the best value to them. And funny enough, some women uh, exploit that to a point to where all they need to do is exist. And they can pretty much get what yeah it's uh, this. yeah exactly yeah, all yeah with women with some women yeah. they just feel like all you have to do is exist and they'll just come to you that's why I, they're on instagram I, and uh what do you mean <laughs> jesus fucking christ kill your goddamn ego right and that's the thing uh it's uh, ego, like uh, some people, some girls all uh, feel like um, they need validation and whatnot. That's why they're on Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook, uh, taking 
all these pictures of themselves and whatnot, um, trying to, uh, you know, advertise themselves to agree. That's why some of them are OnlyFans now. Um, and also Twitch girls on, on Twitch. Yes. Uh, they're just out there, um, you know, thinking that as long as they're pretty, you know, have like nice boobs, nice ass, you know, nice body, you know, beauty and all that. Uh, as long as they get all of that, they don't really have to put in much work. Uh, and they really wait on a dude that not, you don't have to be rich, but you definitely have to be financially stable to a point where not only do you have what you need to where you, they don't have to worry about bills in short term, but also you gotta be the kind of dude that has a long-term plan to where, okay, I can see myself being with you for the long haul. Uh, you don't have to be muscular or like super handsome, but at least take care of yourself. Like, you know, hygiene, exercise, like, at least look like you take uh, keep up with yourself, um, and then chances are your chances of getting with a woman is to its best of, uh, potential. Uh, you don't have to be like stand-up comedian funny, you know, like John Mulaney or uh, Eddie Murphy, or you know, I'm just spitting people yeah, out. Uh, yeah. Uh, just spending a whole bunch of uh, comedian. You don't have to be that low of funny, but at least have a sense of humor, and definitely be the type of dude that doesn't take things too personally or seriously. Like, uh, definitely have emotional resilience. Like, it's okay to have emotion, but don't be unstable with your with your emotions and whatnot. At least, like, have some resilience. Like, um. Definitely don't be the type of dude that, like, complains a lot. Like, if you can, practice not complaining at all. Don't complain about shit. Don't get easily mad about shit. Don't be crying over every little thing. Like, have some resilience. Um, Because, you know, kind of like what Vegeta said in uh, Dragon Ball Z, it's almost like strength is the only thing that matters in this world. Uh, people kind of look to that to where from humor to finance and whatnot. It's like, look for people with strength in that. And that screams masculinity. And of course, that is attractive to the fairer sex. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's not like they're being gold diggers or shallow or anything, but it, it just simply makes sense to where they want someone who can best complement their lifestyle and you know take care of them but of course there are some women that are strong-minded enough to where um they're more than willing to do the work and whatnot and um that's good too uh but yeah that's the whole thing with uh the whole e-girl simp beta alpha thing going on nowadays in the world to where it's like you can't really ah, sorry I'm kind of losing train of thought because uh doing the whole rant <laughs> yeah um, 
basically, uh, if you want, if you're a man in this world trying to find a woman and you're single and whatnot, best thing I can tell you is just uh, be yourself and focus on yourself. I know that sounds a little vague and whatnot, because and believe me, uh, it kind of didn't make sense to me either. Like, uh, I knew I was focused on myself and being myself, but like at the same time, uh, it still kind of bugged me because uh, you know how you get rejected by women and it's like, oh, it's not you and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you're great and all, but like, well, if I'm so great, uh, why are you saying no? Uh, it's like sometimes they have their reasons, but they don't want to hurt your feelings. Um, and sometimes it makes sense to where you have to find out on your own that sometimes you're not really the the best version of yourself. So you kind of need to work on yourself a little bit more before you try again with the whole relationship thing. Uh, because uh, maybe it really isn't something you did wrong. But sometimes it's all about, yeah, you know, I just don't feel the same way. You know, like, uh, it's like, yeah, I can like you as a friend, but I just didn't picture you as anything more than that. Uh, because, you know, sometimes uh, we show up and we try to be friendly towards them, but there's nothing about it that says, uh, can I imagine a future with them? Uh, that's kind of thing with friendship. Like, I I want my friends to uh, stick around for the long haul. I really do. But uh, at the same time, um, friendships can be so temporary that if you're not on top of your shit, they're gonna leave you in the dust. Because of course, everybody gotta prioritize themselves. So it's rolling back into Thunder Force again, to where Emily pretty much abandoned Lydia. Sometimes, um. You got to leave people behind in order to chase success for yourself. And that's pretty much what's going to happen with uh, whether it's like friends or romantic uh, options to where you have to keep elevating yourself to where you're trying to keep up. Uh, it's not really a competition, but you definitely need to be on top of your shit uh, on your own timeline. Because uh, if you're not in the best version of yourself, you're still like bumming around, not making any major productive changes in your life. Uh, do you really think a woman will give you a chance? No, uh, women don't want no bum. They don't want a man that doesn't have any ambition or self-worth in himself. Okay. Yeah, like... Yeah, like, I'm... <laughs> it's... Where's it going, man? Where's it going? Yeah, and uh, going back into the way of the house husband. Yeah, um, dude may be a house husband, but uh, look at the history behind him. He was a Yakuza boss. He was the best version of himself. He was in his prime, so of course he got the girl. Uh, he, yeah. He, yeah, like getting the girl is like the cherry on top, so that means he doesn't have to do shit else. I mean, yeah, he still have to like love the woman, you know, try to provide and whatnot, but it's more like, bruh, you're good. As long as, yeah, it's like as long as you still uh, perform your duties as a house husband or boyfriend, whatever level you're on, you are good because you did the work to get that, and hopefully you did it in very 
within moral high ground, you know, in a very noble sense, the way like you actually earned that. But uh, yeah, you're good, bro. You're good. So uh, that's why I'm looking at myself like it kind of makes sense why I'm still single. Uh, I mean, I'm. I say I think I'm. <laughs> I say that I'm single by choice, but to be honest, I'm honestly not ready for a relationship just yet because there's still some things that I need to work out to where I can be more confident in myself to do that. And hopefully that can be achievable by the end of the year. Uh, without going into much detail, there is a list of things that I need to knock out of the way before I can uh, step to a woman and be like, yo, I'm serious about being in a relationship with you. Uh, and of course, I have to put in the work to show that um, I do have worth now and I will have worth in the future, but not in a necessarily a prove her prove to her mentality, but more like I'm pretty established enough to where even if it w- didn't work out with her, I can still move on and find happiness. Like, oh, definitely learn how to be happy when alone. Like, if you're not happy being single, then that's just going to kill the attraction even more. Because uh, if you're secure enough to be single, then you're secure enough to take care of the other person because you know how to take care of yourself. Of course, you'll probably know how to take care of someone else, uh, but not in a very invasive way where you're kind of going over their boundaries and whatnot. You're not trying to do that. Uh, You're not trying to fix them or whatnot. Uh, But yeah, it's about having independence and interdependence at the same time. You want to support each other, but you also have to support yourself. You got to be your own hero before you can be someone else's hero. That is absolutely. Yeah, welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, this is what happened when you like read a whole bunch of articles, uh, got a whole bunch of books on this sort of thing and like really it wasn't until like last year that i just got this wake-up call where i needed to put down the rose-colored glasses and when i did i was like oh my god i don't know what's worse the fact that i acted that way or that i just realized this way late in life and you would think i feel bad about it and that i feel regret but it's good that i know now and and the only thing is, uh, it kind of makes you feel like, damn, if only I knew this years ago. Right. But, Save myself what, from all that fucking heartache. Yeah, but uh, what can you do? The best thing you can do is, like, just don't beat yourself up too much about it. Um, you, you're still alive. You still have a chance. Uh, you may not have had as much experience as you'd hope, but at least... Now that you found yourself and you know how to treat a man or woman, whatever your side you're on, I don't know, uh, depending on what listener you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because, you know, I'm trying to be respectful for um, the whole thing. Of course, yeah. Gender. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you really 
just need to learn how to love yourself before you be able to learn learn how to love others. And really, it's about magnetism. Like sometimes uh, you kind of like need to draw each other in to where uh, if you're where you need to be, you're gonna find the person that uh, that's best for you in the same place. If you know what I mean. That's why um, some people say like, yeah, you may be a good fit for me at the time being, but sometimes uh, we have these feelings for people in our life currently that you may never know if there's someone that you haven't even met yet or if there's someone that you barely know or, you know, kind of acquaintance. I don't know the uh, level of familiarity, but what I'm saying is, if say, Koa, uh, uh, say for instance, I'm not even um, shoot out really shoot out a name, but say for instance, you thought one of your exes was it for you, like soulmate, this is it. Uh, now, that may have been so, but if that was the case, then you probably would have never met uh, Gabe who probably would have been like a way better fit than that. So that's my point. It's like uh sometimes the one that you're on uh, you got eyes for it's great and all that you got love for them uh if it's like very good reasons. But sometimes what's who's good for us at the moment might not be good for us long term because like uh you might find someone who's like more husband or wife material later on if you just kept searching so even if you do get that person that you're interested in they might not be it for you long term that's why they're breakups like uh sometimes it's like oh okay this wasn't this isn't exactly what i thought it was going to be so i just need to see other people and then you have those times where it's like these on and off relationships uh they get back together, blah, blah, blah. I've seen one dude get back together with uh, one girl for, like, years at a time. And I was like, bro, are, are you going to make this stick or not? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, uh, sometimes our best option isn't really the best option in the long term. It's just more like the best option we got at the time. So uh, that's why with me, I could say that there are like some girls I'm interested in, but who knows? It's like right now, uh, it's just an options right now. Uh, I don't know the future and I don't even know if they're best for me. So even then I still have to look around and see who would be best suited for me because I know who I am. And at best, you don't have to be like me. But at least respect what I'm about. Right. Because, you know, me being as nerdy as I am, it's like, if you can't handle that, then that's a deal break for me. Uh, if you're, like, the type that, like, uh, smokes and drinks up, uh, it's like, that's not really a, even an option. Like, not really a deal breaker, uh, or not even a requirement, but more like eh, optional. Uh, we'll we'll compromise on that. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, sorry, just rambling on for the most part. But uh, my whole thing was let's not chase people unless we're absolutely sure that they feel the same way about us. Um, because that's how you get your heart broken. And in the meantime, you focus on yourself, become your highest self, and eventually the girl or guy will come to you. Y'all get together. Y'all make it work out. Yeah. <laughs> now, enough about all that, because I do believe we spent way too along on that (laughs) the last leg of our podcast let's talk about Alice in Borderland that came out last year my dudes uh, all you had to do was tell me that this show was basically imagine Battle Royale where you know all those Japanese kids or Asian kids yeah, uh, basically they all have to be transported over to this island and kill each other. Uh, com- imagine Battle Royale plus w- The Walking Dead to a degree, because it was like they were kind of like jumping from place to place. Eventually they got to the beach and there was this whole thing there. Uh, but yo, just imagine those two things, uh, Battle Royale and Walking Dead, and you pretty much get Alice in Borderland to where these guys... Uh, with Arisu and other, uh, I forgot their names already. <laughs> um, they were hanging out and all that shit. Next thing you know, they're in a abandoned Japan and whatnot. They're trying to look around, find out what's going on. Long story short, uh, they pretty much enter a murder survival game to where there's these playing cards that they have to collect and they have to play these games that can definitely kill you if you're not careful or smart enough like Arisu to where this dude is like a neat in a way where uh you know those dudes that's like not really employed or in school or anything like that but he does like to play video games so he's a good gamer and he can kind of with his gaming knowledge um he knows how to solve these puzzles um in these games uh but basically it's like they're trying to collect these cards, uh, survive these games. It's a whole bunch of craziness going on. It gets pretty brutal. Um, and, of course, there's, like, this whole uh, thing to where uh, if you're not careful, some laser would just shoot down from the sky and just shoot, you're dead. Uh, but, yeah, this is, like, wild, like real crazy especially the hearts games to where the ones that really toy with your feelings and whatnot but uh alice in borderland that is on netflix uh if you're interested in checking it out because it will have a season two coming and bruh it is just oof. uh koa um you got something to add to that fucking loved this show fucking loved it um Tried to start playing in fucking English at first. I was like, hell no, nah, I cannot do this. Yeah, that was my mistake. Well, I listened to it in English and, oh, no. Oh, yeah, dude. I couldn't take it. The second it started, I was like, hell no, nah, get me out of here. <laughs> um, 
I love the plot. I think it's really creative. I think, um, and and if I'm not mistaken, it's based off of a manga, and the mm. it will also become an anime at some point. Don't hold me to that though. This is what I heard. Um, I love the characters that they chose, like mm. the different um like personalities that they all played because they were all very diverse and unique. Um, love that the the way that the games kind of escalated and then like chilled out for a little bit because they were working on the actual like, plot of the story. And then yeah. they went back into the major games and uh, that was really well done how they did that. The last game that they played really fucking blew my mind. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that last uh, game, the Ten of Hearts, oof, yeah, really intense. One hundred percent. Steven, <laughs> did you get to see the show yet? I have not. Should definitely oh. check it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh oh. I added the um. Uh, I added the uh, friggin' when you were talking about earlier, the uh, Way of the House husband. I added that to my list to watch. It's super cute. And I love it. It's five short episodes. Mm-hmm. You got it. No movie you got to see. Hmm. Kind of a little bit old, but it's good. Well, it's stop on my mom was too. Hmm. It's with um, the lady from the Golden Girls, the little old lady, the old girl, yeah. and Sylvester Stallone, and it is funny. Right? Right? Hmm. All right. Uh... Was there anything else about Alice in Borderland that I want to talk about? Uh, oof. Because I did kind of blaze through it. Uh, because it's like an hour. I don't want to give any spoilers because it is one of those shows that I actually highly recommend for anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, subtitles or what the fuck ever, you know? Like, the show is just Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. Uh, I think it's so good, it's best not to uh, give away too much about it. Uh, but, yeah, Alice in Borderland, that's on Netflix. Same thing with Way of the House Husband, Thunder Force, uh, Psyche K, I know we mentioned that. Uh, oh, yeah, um, there's this one show, The Circle, that I like. Uh, basically, it's a social media competition to where... Uh, you see these people uh, going to this building and they're all separated into different rooms. Uh, they're not supposed to see each other's faces until like maybe the uh, very end. But uh, basically it's about like, it's kind of like catfishing in a way, but except uh, it's about, uh, is this your real picture? Are you, is this your real personality and whatnot? And they play games with each other. Uh and they kind of like have a popularity contest where, okay, uh, you pick the influencer mm-hmm. of, the, uh, of the episode. And then 
there's like maybe like one two influencers uh it kind of switches up uh, it gets real intense honestly like uh you're thinking it's just a game show and whatnot about social media and whatnot but uh there were moments in season one to where i was like wow this is kind of a little nerve-wracking to be honest like uh you don't know how this is gonna go uh that's just how it felt to me. Like it felt a little pressuring. Like uh, it felt kind of thrilling. So uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, with the circle, they pick one or two influencers or whatnot, uh, depending on the flow of the events ahead, uh, beforehand. And once the influencers are chosen. Then they basically vote to see who gets who who has to leave. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, elimination game, uh, and they pretty much do that uh, up until you know the finals and whatnot, and uh, they do this whole final popularity contest thing, and you know whoever wins gets the money. That's pretty much oh. circle on on um Netflix. Yeah. Uh, uh okay. Uh honestly, that's about it. Um uh, I'm about to do it for this episode of the Zone Podcast. Um any closing remarks from Koa? Uh no, definitely check out everything that we mentioned today. Um Genshin Impact, Apex Legends. Um, we had the Little Nas X music video. Mm. Um, we also mentioned Thunder Force. So even watch it if you want something to make you be like, "Wow, this exists." Um, <laughs> House Husband, really cute, funny. Yeah. And then Alice in Borderlands, definitely watch it. Definitely. Right. And Steven, do you have anything to add? I'm gonna have no time to watch all of this at all. I've got so many anime lists, it's not even funny. <laughs> I see. I see. It's okay. I got so many things on binge watches that I'm funny. God. I guess that's you. my last remark. All right. Uh well. This has been Urban Johnson, a.k.a. Chip Black Extreme with the Zone Podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes coming soon. But until then, stay nerdy, my friends.